and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks and welcome to yet another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward in the Sales Chat Show studio, Mr. Phil Jester, Mr. Graham Jones, and I'm Simon Hazeldean, recording this virtually due to COVID restrictions, but the world of commercial enterprise and the world of sales doesn't stop turning, so we're still getting these episodes out to you folks, hope they're providing you with some stimulation, some thoughts and ideas during these challenging times. Um, Very important topic, I think, today, very close to my own heart. I know uh, we're going to, we get quite passionate about these things, but this episode is called, Are You Failing to Learn the Golden Lessons by Becoming a Victim of Not Invented here syndrome and i'm gonna pass the ball straight away to mr jesson phil not invented here syndrome over to you yes um i think i would just like to start with a uh, a short review of how our four devolved governments have been handling the coronavirus outbreak Okay, default um, governments for the for the folks outside the UK is in the United Kingdom, Great Britain. We have sort of um, governments in each country, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, England, yeah? There you go. So interestingly, um, I uh, going back, of course, into the March, April last year in 2020, uh, I'm sitting in front of my TV and the... Uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is standing at a lectern with stay home, protect the NHS, save lives, etc. written on it. And uh, the following day up in Scotland, they've got something different written on it. And the following day in Wales, they've got something different written on it. And likewise in Northern Ireland. And a few weeks later, when the, uh, uh, the English government, as it were, uh, decided that the lockdown would have to have three key stages to it. Uh, Lo and behold, other parts of the country haven't got three stages. They've got five. They've got four. They've got seven. They've got whatever. So I think my my question is, let's just talk about some of the, the pros and cons of what used to be referred to years ago as the NIH syndrome, not invented here, because you could argue that not invented here uh, is a good thing because all of these four different devolved governments are tailoring their strategies and policies to their local population. Um, You could, on the other hand, argue, well, that's just them doing it because they can do it. And what it's actually created um, is a very uh, disunited, if that's the word, disunited kingdom, uh, which is now being referred to by some of the uh, broadsheets as, well, we've got four different countries as a result of a year of four different governments going their own 
way. Uh, just to bring this back to sales and marketing for a second, of course, any sales and marketing director listen to this uh, also has some interesting choices about do they lay the law down and say this is how it is, guys and girls, or do they open up and adopt a more not invented here type of situation and say, well, these are the sort of outcomes that I've got in mind. Uh, now you go away and come up with your own plan uh, tailored to your own market conditions and so on. So point one, quite um, macro, point two, a lot more micro in the hands yeah. of the uh, sales and marketer. What do you think? Uh, Graham, you, you are our resident trick cyclist, uh, psychologist. So what, what's, your, what's your views? Yeah, I mean, the problem with the governments is that they are suffering from not invented here syndrome. Yeah, we can't do that because that wouldn't work here. Uh, and you see that in when a salesperson moves jobs, for example, they will say, well, we used to do it this way in the company I've just left. And the new company will go, oh, we can't do that here. We tried that. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah it does, won't work in our setting, won't work with our customers. And actually, they're just closing the doors because it is the not invented here syndrome. Um, and there are lots of reasons behind why we end up with not invented here syndrome. Uh, but largely, it falls down to the fact that people want control. And so what, one of the reasons why um, people leave a job is because they lack control over their day-to-day -day life. They, they dress it up in other uh, yeah. uh, ways, but actually the number one reason for anybody moving job is they've got less control over their day-to-day -day life than they would like. And so as human beings, we want control because control gives us safety. And when we're in charge, we feel safe. So you feel safe driving your car. Uh, and many people don't feel safe flying on an aeroplane because they're not in control. Somebody else is flying the aeroplane and they fear. Even people who say they are not have levels of anxiety on a plane that are measurable, um, such as the amount of sweat on their skin or their pulse rate and so on. They're showing signs of anxiety because they lack control. They will consciously say that they enjoy flying and you know the captain knows what they're doing and all the rest of it but actually their body is telling us something different and so what's happening is they're out of control they feel a lack of control and when you've got control you feel safe the fact is you're in control of your car it's a much more dangerous place to be than on a plane where you have no control and so psychologically we're driven to wanting control and so the not invented here syndrome is because we're seeking control. If somebody else has come up with the idea and we don't use it, we have lost control. Yeah. So we want to come up with control ourselves. It's a basic survival instinct kicking into play here. Just a very quick aside, sales managers, sales leaders, give your people autonomy and control over their territories and their work. And that doesn't mean you're abdicating just the more you give, the more motivated and engaged yep. they'll be playing, playing to human, playing to human nature. But, but to Graham's point, having, having worked in sort of a lot of big change projects in my career, you know, the data is, you know, about 75% of large scale change projects fail. And typically it is, you know, employee resistance, people's resistance to change because they probably feel a certain sense of control over the old system or the way it's done. And they feel the new system will lose them the control. So you often, 
you often see it. But I think I think where and I think there's also there are there are there are similarities and there are differences between customers, between countries, between business units, between industries, similarities and differences. And then I think also there's reasons and excuses. So, you know, a reason there may genuinely be some sort of infrastructure or some difference in Germany, say, versus France, though the way people do certain things, that might be a reason that you would need to adapt. But sometimes I think it's used as an excuse, you know, or oh, that might work in Brazil, that won't work in the UK. Well, you know, I was working with a company in the in the medical industry with account managers from all over EMEA. And I was really, we had people from Saudi, Dubai, France, Germany, Spain, you know, the, the Hungary, so on and so forth. And yes, of course, there are differences, for example, in the way that public hospitals are funded in those countries. And of course there are, and there will be some differences in the way they're operated. But fundamentally, a hospital does pretty much the same stuff patients will be suffering from the same conditions doctors and nurses will have the same challenges so why not see what they're doing in dubai that you might be able to copy and almost not literally cut and paste but as close as you can into the uk yes it'll different. never work here well that's 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 kind simon, of it I've, simon I've, I've also seen you talk about um your skill will matrix do you want to yes. say a bit about that yeah. I, I, guess for a, I guess for a sales and marketing director that is uh, managing somebody who is high on skill and high on will and somebody else who is low on both or a combination yeah. thereof uh, they're going to flex that slightly differently, aren't they, in terms of yeah, I think, command um, and control versus hands-off? Yeah, and it's it's kind of like a four-quadrant a four matrix with um, low skill to high will on one axis and low will to high will on the other, will being motivation, positivity, and obviously you've got the four quadrants. So, you know, high, in my experience quite often, the high-skill, high-will people are often those that are the most open to new thoughts and new ideas. You know, it's those that maybe they've got the skill and the experience, but the will you know, maybe they've been overlooked or the fire's gone out motivationally a little bit and they, they can become a little stuck in their ways potentially. And it's not about age. You can become stuck in your ways very quickly. Um, but of course, your low, your low skill, high will, and also normally people are very amenable to learning from, from others. And I think it's that learning propensity that will often distinguish super successful salespeople from others. Just be a raving pragmatist. I'm doing really, really well. I'm, I'm smashing my target. Sorry, Graham, sales target. But Phil's got a better idea. I'm going to copy Phil's eye. I'm going to steal Graham's putting say no to sales targets. So make sure you listen to the legendary episode, why you should scrap sales targets, according to Graham. But if you're, if you're a really pragmatic salesperson, if someone else is doing something better than you, just steal it, copy it with their, you know, I, I met, um, Tony Bazan many years ago, the guy who invented mind mapping, quite a quite a sort of an expert on the human brain. And I remember him saying at this seminar, the fastest way to learn is to copy people. But you're told off for copying in school. So I do wonder if that might have it feels wrong to copy, but just copy, copy if somebody's doing it better or copy 80 percent of it and adapt the other 20 percent to your local market or your industry. 
conditions, but not invented here is a rejection before you've even given it the chance of consideration, I think. And that, that's that, sometimes as Phil said with the skill, where that's an attitudinal thing or, or an arrogance or a pride. I've been doing my job for 20 years. Nobody can tell me how to do it better. I beg to differ. Yeah, there was a, a research paper actually published last week, which was looking at uh, the best ways of learning things. And we all know that, you know, if you that phrase of, you know, if you experience something, you learn more than just reading about it kind of thing. So yeah. as sales trainers, you would probably give people experiences. But actually, the research shows that it's demonstrating something and allowing other people to then copy what you have demonstrated people learn best so rather than just letting them experience something show them what you do and let them use it they will think that they haven't invented it they haven't come up with that idea themselves but actually they learn more from it so uh, lots of evidence shows us that that we should be copying other people and what they do um, and rather than trying to invent something ourselves you see this with software all the time yeah, how many different versions of Office software do we need? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, um, we don't. Yeah, and yet they all copy each other. They all do the same. There are dozens and dozens of them available. They all offer the same features because they've copied each other because they're suffering from the not invented here syndrome because they want to try and do something that's different to the others. So they copy everything and then try and add something different we don't need all of that just do the same thing no it is it is a mindset and, and i think guys i'm interested in your thoughts about what's the role of managers leaders here in this because i think you you've got to try to create a, a culture for want of a better word maybe that encourages not gets in the way of this so i um i worked for a fast-moving consumer goods company for a number of years and we kind of had a culture of of who does it better than us internally. You know, the, the culture was that you, you were recognized and patted on the back for copying someone else's best practice and implementing it, implementing it yourself. And I, I um, was, you know, I was obviously working with the sales academy, but I spent some time in the field of leadership and management development and talent for, for EMEA. And, um, when I took over my new role where they brought all the countries together, I, one of my responsibilities was to pull together like a talent strategy, a talent retention, talent management strategy. And in keeping with the company culture, the question obviously I asked was, who's really good at it? And somebody said, oh, Brazil are just like streets ahead. So I got on the, literally got on a call with my opposite number <coughs> in Latin America, Jose Roberto. And he, on a WebEx, he taught me through the strategy. It was all in Portuguese. And I said, wow, that looks brilliant. Um, you know, could you send me a copy? So they said, tell you what, he said, lovely guy. He said, if you give me a week, he said, I'll get it translated into English for you by our translation bureau. I said, oh, wow, thanks. So, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. And these PowerPoint slides and documents arrived. And I kid you not, guys, I opened them up and I sort of went, file save as Western European strategy. And was it correct? No. Were there employment differences in, in in brazil for example latin america then yeah yes but you know what 80 to 90 percent of it was 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 workable and it but, saved me weeks 
of work. Just, you know? just on your point about, you know, developing the cultural side of, of all this, I, I, I think you're right. If a, if a sales director makes the mistake of saying, this is how I want it done, there's going to be a lot of resistance to that. But if the sales director says, um, who owns best practice in the team? Uh, right, okay. Uh, Sue seems to be the owner of best practice on this particular point. So we're all going to do it like Sue does it until somebody else comes up with an improvement, at which point, if that is the new best practice, then we'll switch to that. So I think... Uh, Clever sales and marketing directors are, are very, very good at looking to the looking at the various component parts of the sales process, whether it be territory management or preparation and planning or presentation skills or getting referrals or whatever. And they're very good at highlighting which member of the team is particularly good at that. Yeah. And then they put their foot down with a firm hand, so to speak, and say, OK, that's how we're going to do it until there's a new best practice emerging. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one industry where not invented here syndrome doesn't exist as much as it does in others, and that's in the television industry. So if you think about the television industry, the, one of the most popular programmes on television at the moment is called The Masked Singer, <laughs> uh, where celebrities are dressed up in elaborate costumes and they go through a knockout competition until the singer is eventually unmasked and people are amazed at who's inside this costume. Uh, that's getting mass audiences in the UK. It was invented in Korea. Um, so the British television uh, executives don't go, oh, we didn't invent it. And equally, the executives in television companies around the world don't look at Britain's Got Talent and say, oh, we can't possibly have Australia's Got Talent because we didn't invent it. They go, that's fantastic. It's gaining audiences. Let's do it. And so they buy a license. Yeah. And so, you know, the, these products are licensed all around the world. And television, so many of the television programs that are really popular in countries all around the world originated somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then they're adopted in other countries and yeah. through a licensing scheme. And so the television industry knows that they don't have to come up with the idea. They just have to use an idea that grabs the audience and therefore gets them sales. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right, Graham. If you think of the uh, the strictly come dancing yeah. program that runs in the UK, that title is uh, unique to the UK because of the history of the program going back 30, 40 years. But uh, they sell that under license around the yeah. world under the heading of Dancing with the Stars. So the product's the same, but the title has been changed for the local market conditions. Yeah, so the other TV, the other TV executives are not going, oh, we can't have that because we didn't invent it here. Yeah. They're going, blimey, that's going to get us audience. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's what's the winning formula and what do we need to adapt it to our market or yeah. our country? And then that's the same concept. What's the winning formula? Who's best at closing in your team? Who's best at opening up new business? Who's best at high ticket complex sales? And then you model, you can get quite sophisticated. You model the behaviors of your very best people and then do your best to, to train, integrate, coach that into your, into your, your very best, but also outside in thinking, go outside your own industry and say, okay, well, we're in automotive. What can we learn from fast-moving consumer goods? We're in pharmaceutical. What could we learn from 
media what could we yeah. learn from finance what in the finance industry could we who's who's who we're too slow okay who's what's the fastest industry on the face of the planet what can we learn and then you're starting with a different mindset what could we learn what can we learn how might we be able to apply it? different mindset than oh no that's that they, that's not like there in the it's whatever it is it, it, that won't work in and just insert is yeah. i've heard it a million times right country industry what whatever i mean even within you get ridiculous don't you within geographic areas where you could you could walk between the areas and but all oh, that won't work in you know insert name of city <laughs> you know it's just it's a it's a it's a, fa- it's a fascinating so definitely a role for sales leaders sales managers and also folks just a mindset who's get your ego out of the way who's doing it better than you and go and copy them and learn learn from them and if and if you feel in any way it's the wrong thing to do if you say if i said to graham hey graham i understand you're really great at this would you mind sharing it you know nine times out of ten people love it it's it's the most it's the biggest compliment you could possibly pay can i please copy copy what you're doing well, I'm really grateful because that's the first time you've ever said I'm great at anything. So thank you. <laughs> well, anything to do with the world of internet psychology, I know who I would be copying. Where it comes down to setting sales targets, I may, I may have a different. Move on, move on. <laughs> so, folks, don't fall victim. Don't fall victim to not invented here syndrome. Yes, take pride in your own achievements, your own accomplishments. But of course, always looking for the, how could you improve? How could you get better? What could you learn from other people? And then definitely sales managers, sales leaders, really encourage that as a, as a behavior and a, and a concept in your teams. So guys, thank you very much. Um, there are uh, a, There's a huge back catalog of episodes in the saleschatshow.com uh, library now access from our website saleschatshow.com or we're on all the major podcast platforms so please do subscribe to sales chat show and you'll find all the back episodes there in the meantime just want to wish you good luck and good selling folks You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 